What a moment for the Republic of Ireland. They just knew how to get the wins and that was it. So I don't mind seeing a team like that because I quite like a fighting team. The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB GAA. The Football Pod on Off The Ball. In partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Hello there and you're very welcome along to episode 23 of the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. Yes, it is a glorious Bank Holiday Monday and the pod is here. We're always here for you. Boys, how is your Bank Holiday Monday going? Paddy, you're sun-kissed looking, I'll say. <laughs> Just in off the golf course, lads. I've had a great Monday. Out for a swim this morning. Oh, played very well around Nutchelstown there with the team competition, so I am a little bit red. <laughs> As I'm sure lots of the country will be tomorrow going back into work, but... Uh, a busy weekend, lots of games, driving around the country, but uh, as Mondays go, it's been pretty you good. You did so the length far, of breath yeah. of the country this week, did you? Some mileage, boys. I'll be a millionaire <laughs> by the end of this summer. You're Nolan, Nolan Park Saturday and the Hyde on Sunday. Yeah, which are actually not that bad at all. Like, okay. like, Nolan Park, an hour and a half for me. The Hyde, under two hours. It was grand. Uh, we obviously did Cork Kerry. We broadcast from Nolan Park. Um, not a classic, I'd say. And then Dublin Kildare was actually started off okay. It wasn't bad for about 20, 25 minutes, but second half was. I think good. I think the Cork and Kerry game was better live. We enjoyed that so didn't for we? people that are at the game. Yeah, like I I really enjoyed it, and I know the people who were at the game really enjoyed it. But then people who watched it, they were like, wasn't great. So I don't know. Yeah. It was we mixed. enjoyed it. There was a lot of a lot of attacks. I suppose there was no real structure to it, James. Yeah, it, there was no oh, there was no shape whatsoever by either team. It was just full forward lines mm. and then just bodies in the middle. But I thought that was interesting and it was up and down, up and down the field, turnovers, shots going everywhere by Cork. Like it was madness, but it was in a good way. I, I enjoyed the game it, as opposed to some of the games we've seen, which had no entertainment value. I thought the Kerry Cork mm. game was was decent. It, it was one of those ones, Jimmy, though, wasn't it? It was similar the, the game after we did Dublin Kildare where... It was always at arm's length. You never thought the result was really in danger. Now Cork kind of second half, they're kind of kept in touch, but you just felt Kerry were always going to have too much in it. I don't think it was brilliant from Kerry again. I seen Jack O'Connor's comments after. It was a little bit better defensively, obviously from their, their Mayo game, but I think there's a bit of Kerry being better defensively, but also Cork, I'm sure we'll touch on this, they're, uh, they're pretty blunt up front, really. You know, they were getting runners in, they were creating opportunities, but they just don't have the, the X factor up front. But um, yes. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. Um, and then yesterday was watching the Rossies again for the second week in a row over in Hyde Park. Another beautiful day. And Sligo, to be fair, they put up for probably three quarters of that game a very good showing. But as I, I think we kind of teed this up in advance that the Division 4 against the Division 1 team were, they were probably going to run out of puff coming down the stretch and that little bit of depth that Ross Common have. So the, uh, uh, Ross, Ross Common won by 10 in the end. Uh, but but again, some very good football played at times in that match as well. Yeah. The general competitiveness, and I know we were talking about 24 matches to get rid of four teams and Clare are actually the only team with nothing to play for this weekend. They're the only team in the All-Ireland Series knocked out already. That's because the general competitiveness. three through in the group. That's yeah, not necessarily the because competitiveness of, of the games. competitiveness though. It's because... You'd want to be no, no, very sure. bad not to get in through. But my point is the scorelines. Like, there's no real tankings 
happening at the yeah, minute. Yeah, that's fair. Westmead were ahead of Galway at half time. They stayed with them. Had a man sent off. Galway pull away. They win by eight. But like, there is a general competitiveness in this game, which can only be good for these teams that are progressing and trying to improve and learn and get better. That is you know? the case. But say going back to the previous format, right? You had three weeks to really analyse a team, maybe even a month. And you'd know exactly mm. where the weakness was and you could hammer, hammer, hammer that. You know, a training for three weeks, your preparation, and then you go out and your whole year is based around this one championship game and you're at it. Whereas now, it's not that, you know, it's game on game. You have to show different kind of skill set. Yeah, you have to show how you're going to grind results out maybe with no preparation on each team. So that, yeah. there's all those factors kind of shipping into And we're only learning about this this year. It's the first time mm. that we've seen this format. For sure. Yeah, well, it was a whopper of a weekend. 16 matches. New York, again, the only team that weren't in action, but they're playing next weekend. They've been drawn against Carlo in the preliminary, so we have plenty to get stuck into this week. I do have a question for James, though. Did they run out of pint bottles of cider in Killarney this weekend? Oh, they must have. There was some crowd in town. We had the bike fest on <laughs> in the Glen Eagle, the bike fest. All the Harley Davis. Oh, yes, that's a big the, deal. And the whatever's. I'm not a motorbike Jeez. person, now. A few characters at that, I'd say. <laughs> there? Was, but it's a nice crowd. Because we have um, we have a rally weekend as <laughs> the well in the Maybank holiday, and that's busy weekend. But this was absolutely jammers. Serious setup now in the Glen Eagle. Live music, packed. But the only thing is, it was about half an hour queue for a drink. So, luckily, I'm you living to get right three up or there. four at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> but then yeah. you're just getting knocked and pillared around everywhere when you're bringing your drink down. But uh, yeah, did you have your leather biker jacket? I on? did. I actually it's bought good. it last year. Yeah. Uh, Unreal. Too hot for that though. Oh, my <laughs> With the Kerry shorts. There's some money in all that gear. You you bought oh, Harley Davidson yeah. t shirt was like ninety nine ninety nine. That's good value. <laughs> Flying off Legion are <laughs> top of the table, you got your game out of the way on Friday night. Good to see. Joint top, are you with Valley Mac? Yeah, we're um we're going well enough. We have a game now next weekend, but we're missing we're trying to get the game called off, but uh having a bit of difficulty because we're away next weekend, so it could Go put a spanner in the works. Yeah, we're missing a good few. It's not easy. Not easy when you're missing. You're, you're, missing you're away yourself, Jim. Yeah, you're, into, you're heading off. Into Las Vegas. Ooh. Oh, good evening. Yeah. <laughs> Live from Vegas, the football oh. pod. Uh, I'll do, I'll do it. Gonna, we, have the pool, we have a pool party on, on Monday, I think, so we'll do it. We'll do it from there. Will you bring the leather jacket on that as well? <laughs> we have done this podcast from many corners of the globe, but... I don't know a casino in Vegas. It might be tough to get a hold of you. Yeah, yeah, that would be a hard sell, Jimmy. It's it's some spot. That I've, the, the furthest the furthest I recorded from was Leuven in Belgium. That was pretty good, though. And you're, and you're going I did Vegas. I did Miami. Talk about difference. In I did Miami. We we Miami. have shown Jesus. commitment to the cause in this spot. Yeah, for sure. I think I've done it in I've done it in New York, done it in Rome. So yeah. Jesus Christ! Boys. Vegas would take the biscuit though, because I don't know. I don't know how what quality um, content I would be providing from Vegas. <laughs> well, well, we'll get something out of you. We will get something out of you. Put it that You've way. come on this show before in <laughs> rag order. Like, <laughs> you pull something out of the bag. I think we all have. I, I'll never doubt you, Jimmy. You'll pull Were something you there? out Were of the bag. Were you ever there on a trip? No. I was there with my wife now. I've never gone with the lads, which is probably the best thing for yeah. me. Do you still have a good time? That was all right now. Yeah. That's yeah. mad, it's, ain't it? <laughs> Who are you going with, Jim? There's 20 of us going. There's, um... Fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 20 look after each other and it's just the right amount, do you know? 
Ah, yeah, yeah. Or if it's five or six, okay. you could lose two or three. Then you're down to two or three. And Kerry GA be big in Vegas. I'd yeah, say. we're just doing one dinner dinner dance over there, fundraiser. <laughs> you shaking the bucket? <laughs> we're bringing. I think so. The red carpet be rolled out at the Wind Wind Casino. <laughs> we're bringing Sam over. And we have the handout. <laughs> Did I? Uh, I wouldn't put a pass. Good, no. I wouldn't put a pass. That'd be class. Okay. Well, look at. I look forward to our pre-production meeting on uh, <clears throat> on Monday yeah. afternoon. Did a Kerry County board ever fix games for a, a Monday of a bank holiday? Well, they fix them for the Sunday. That's the default fixture, and then it's between the two clubs then to decide if you go a Saturday yeah. or a Monday. In your case, which is a random one. God. We had a game this evening, lads. It is cruel. Not even in that weather, but cruel on a bank holiday Monday. Me, the me County board used to do it, and they kind of stopped. But down in Clare this weekend, they the hurlers are out on Saturday, the footballers out today. Not easy. Simply put, that is a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, but it's not fair on fellas. And a weekend like a this, disgrace. everyone's gone. Like we, we did very well to get a team together. This is my chance to say we got our first win of the year. We were eight points down with four to play. We won by a point. That's the real yeah. reason you brought it up. You're not doing the fixing. Yeah. Giving a little he's mention. Got, uh, Sean he scored a couple of points himself. Sean, so. Sean Gallagher. points to score? Go on. No, no, on, it doesn't matter about me. Sean Gallagher got a goal. <laughs> Kim Maxwell got a goal. And Mikey Brennan won a junior with Kerry. A junior learner with Kerry, oh, yeah. um, James, back in the day. Mikey Brennan ran a half marathon yesterday. And he kicked the winning point in the last minute today. Jesus. What a man. There you go. Still going. So I had, still I had going to give that now. a plug. Still going. Just a half marathon. <laughs> it's a warm up like dude, 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 warm up that is good going but it's that not mad like, like play about, if you're playing on the bank holiday weekend get it out of the way yeah. Friday evening or play it the Saturday afternoon dude, give the lads a go Jesus yeah. till Friday evening the way forward dual clubs though do you know it's difficult Cratlow had a senior well, game on Saturday sh- there shouldn't be dual clubs should be no hurry go on anyway <laughs> I don't think that'll go down too well in Cratlow four of the minors won, a, won with Claire at, uh, at the weekend Unbelievable stuff. So um mentioned to them as well. That was huge for Claire to win Be- that first Becca, time. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. No, Ninety seven, wasn't did it? Did you watch the off- no, they won the all out yeah. thirty? The Offley well, boys fell short as well. Just about. Um some stuff in Offley. Yeah. They're flying it. Yeah. The underage, aren't hopefully, they? Hopefully that comes going now and, and comes to fruition at senior level. Anyways, we had a lot of games to get through. Paddy, you were all over the country as you mentioned. We might just start with Kerry Cork James. We were there on Saturday. We were. <sighs> Kerry looked good in the first half. Ganey was playmaking. Shawnee was shaking Hold a couple on. of points. They looked okay, did, Paddy, in the first did half. They, they looked better than Mayo, than their performance yes, against Mayo. But, they, but they, there was good signs mm. in that first half, I thought. Okay. But right. the second half, James, by God, if David Clifford wasn't, that, wasn't on that pitch, and if David Goff wasn't on that pitch, Cork would win in that game. Was it 9-4 at half time? Or 9-5 at half time? The four points up at half time, and two minutes into the second yeah. half, that was I think Kerry... Two. It was actually a very even game in the first half, if you think about it. It was up and down the field, both sides kind of mirroring each other in styles, but Kerry had more quality up front, in front of the post especially. Yeah. Shawnee kicked three sure. from play, I think, in the first half. David Clifford got one, Paddy Clifford got one. and Paddy got two, I think, did he? Two, two lovely first yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think that if you put the Cork fellas in those shooting positions, they wouldn't. they would have got half of them maybe. And that was genuinely the difference because... There was a strong wind. There was, yeah. there was, to be fair and all. And we couldn't really feel it, because it's a swirling wind in, in kind of Parky Quay, but like, they had a couple of chances, Cork had a couple of chances where they were, they were almost gimmies. It was just a case of just tip that over and they were going wide. So that, that's why Kerry went in four points up. It wasn't necessarily because Kerry were brilliant. 
Okay. That would be my take. What happened on in the second half then? What happened second in the second half? half? They just didn't come out of the dressing room firing. Cork obviously went in and got and got a right G up at halftime, and they said, "Lads, we'll throw it all out there for fifteen minutes and see if we're going to be in the reckoning at the end." Which is which was one hundred percent the right tactic. That's what they didn't have last year. They were plodding along, kind of staying in the game, staying in the game, but didn't have any spurt to actually draw a level or go ahead. But this time. They did because they made the substitutions. They brought on McSweeney. They brought on Sherlock. They got the scores, and they were they were right in the game Great at that score. stage. But it does all come down to the the penalty decision, and everyone is disagreeing on it. Cork, of course, are saying there should never have been a penalty. Why implement that rule for the first time in that game of all the of all games? Second, <laughs> second time, David Goff awarded oh, a penalty. It was much more straightforward between Monaghan and Mayo in the league. Oh, Do you remember in the last yes, minute? Yes, 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 yes. Keeper was out of goals and pulled him down, but. The rule book is clear, lads. That's if a goal-scoring opportunity is denied, penalty in yeah, the back no, it, it is clear when you look at the rule. It's just, we're just so unfamiliar with it because it's, it's never used. But the thing is, everyone is, is kind of saying what would have happened. But that's not really the argument because yeah. nothing happened because there was a foul. So that's the whole point of it. That whatever everyone's saying, he might have scored, he might not have scored, he might have fisted it across. It doesn't matter. He had options. It was a goal-scoring opportunity. He was taken down. As we said before we came on, it doesn't have to be overly cynical a tackle or deny a, a, a certain goal. It's just a goal-scoring chance. And if it's a foul, there's a black card and a penalty. So... It's a tricky. I don't know if I, don't know if I like that rule, though. Really? Yeah. Like, no, I, 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 I get it if it's, a, if it's defined a cynical foul. I, we all remember the, the famous Sean Cavanaugh foul on, uh, was it Conor McManus? It was McManus, so, yeah. Where it's like it's blatant, it's like nearly a handball in soccer, where a blatant goal chance and it's intentional. If it's just a badly timed tackle, like the, I agree, like that was given by Goff. It's so rare that it's actually given, but by the rule book, you could say, well, that's a penalty. And then, Literally two hours later, with the exact same thing happening in Nolan Park with Dublin and Kildare, and it's not given. It's that consistency which drives managers crazy. And if you're a cork, of course you're yeah. like, this happens in loads of games, and it's never given. And is their championship on the line? If they beat Kerry, they're they're through. They can nearly top the group. You know, it's such an impact. So you can see the frustration on Cork side. But I, just, I think the rule, if it's a badly timed tackle or it's a, it's a last gas lunge. I don't like it. Whereas if it's just a blatant, I'm just going to jump on your back. Yeah. Because it's a, a goal. Then I understand the rule. But I just, like for David Goff, we know how um, rigid he can be with, with the rules, which I suppose that's his job. But I, I can tell you, there's a lot of referees, inter-county referees would not have made that call on Saturday. Yeah. And that's, if you're, if you're a cork, you are, yeah, you are pissed off for that. See, there's, there's, if, if Goff, sorry, Tommy, go on. If Goff is consistent in applying that rule, I think fair enough. Yeah. And the, the rest of the referees should be then. The, the issue is the rest of the referees. Like, I think... But they're not. James, they're not James you pointed it out. Ganey hits the deck. Very quickly, he's saying it. Goff takes his time, speaks to the umpires. Do you know, we, we had that freeze frame, that screenshot, and there is two Cork defenders tracking back. But Paddy Clifford's at the they back post. They don't have a clue that Paddy is at the back post, Cork. Because yeah. Paddy is literally waving his hands. And then he wanted a quick free to just tip it to him so he could tap it in. They still, even when the foul was given, yeah. they didn't even know the Paddy was at the back post. So yeah. it was it was a goal chance. Like, that's the, I can, em- that I can empathise with Cork. It though. was a goal chance. He brought him down. Mm. Powder was the one that made the mistake. I think that's key in it as well. And he's... He's so intent on stopping the attack. He said, 
Because yeah. I've been in that situation. You give away a bad boy, you're like, oh, no, please, 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 no. Just don't. Don't give me the ultimate me. punishment here. And he got even worse than the ultimate punishment. The ultimate punishment would have been a goal. He got a black card and a goal. So you do feel sorry for them, but it's just it's, well, it's in black and white. But, but if you go outside of that, okay, the, the referees decision, and this happens in loads of championship games, there's contentious calls, and the losing team is always annoyed about it. The wider thing you're looking at is, is we wanted a response from Kerry mm. after... Like we, we all agreed, one of our worst championship performances in years mm-hmm. in Killarney a couple of weeks beforehand. And the reality is, they maybe a little bit better defensively, but as I say, I think Cork still caused them lots of trouble with runners from deep. Yeah. Um, and they just didn't have the tools up front to kill it, particularly in the first half. Okay, I get there's a bit of a breeze, but there were still opportunities for Cork to tag on far more scores than they did in that first half. I think the positive thing, Shawnee Shea, probably his best game year to date for the first half most certainly that, that you could see there was a reaction there from him Paddy Clef- Clifford was a bit more effective further up the pitch we know he does all the link play and all that stuff so th- they're positives from the opening 35 minutes from Kerry but that second half again you're looking uh, and we, we said it last week there was two changes to the team and, and I'm sure if Jack O'Connor was looking at it and he really fancied the depth of the squad he could have t- changed mm-hmm. 10 lads but it's that there was a question mark over Kerry going into that game and it's still massive there's still that massive question mark there I don't think they really answered anything yeah. from that performance on Saturday they've got two points which they obviously needed to do they play loud the next day you'd, look, you'd fancy them still to come through but in terms of a real bounce back performance that definitely was there, I've been in dressing rooms where it goes not stale but it needs a freshen up somewhere it just needs something new that everyone can go, do you know what, this might just work, or this is exciting. Yeah, Where, yeah. But if you keep trying to, to chase and chase and chase the kind of the same thing, it, it doesn't, you, you're never, you're never going to get there. You know, because everyone else has, has changed a bit, and Kerry kind of haven't really done that much different. So I think the only way that Kerry can go to the next level again is probably to put something nice and fresh and new in there and that's for Jack to come up with it has to be something exciting for the players but it's very hard to do that yeah. though Jimmy isn't it the like they're, two weeks till they play loud and the reality is you with Mayo winning although not overly convincingly Mayo will top this group and go to the quarters Kerry could be like there's no time to implement yeah, things now Kerry could be playing three four weeks on the bounce mm. and it's literally just recovery yeah. <laughs> there's no new tactical innovations happening like that I, I think for Kerry to have any sort of Real chance of winning this All Ireland. Look, we kind of knew this at the start. They're going to be hanging their hat on Clifford going bananas and then Sean O'Shea doing it with Stepping him. Up, yeah. And and they can do that. That's the, those guys are of that high a quality. That can happen. But then you're like the defensive solidity. We we Paddy Talley on this podcast uh, last year after the All Ireland win. All through last season, the Tyke Morley thing was working the man-to-man battles the Kerry defenders were winning there was just an edge in their defence like the reality you can dress it up anyway that is not there and it hasn't been there all season and I agree Jimmy you, you want something new to kind of the players go right this is it this is what we're going to hang our hat on there's no time yeah. to do that there's no time to do that now so it's a case of we know Jack is not going to change the team because he doesn't really have he can't the quality you're looking through the Kerry bench, there's not five or six guys that go, well, we're going to play and we're going to change it. It's going to be on these guys that we've seen week in, week out, and that we've seen in Porky Cueve on Saturday. It's going to be on them to find something themselves to 
to get those eight out of ten or nine out of ten performances. And if they do that, they've got a chance because yeah. that's how good those players can be. But I think it's a big ask. And, and, and I would be, as a Kerry supporter, if I was coming out of Porky Weave, I'd be nearly more worried after that performance that there wasn't that big, massive energy and bounce back after after Killarney and the Mayo defeat. I still so think... There's a lot I of work I still think that, say, there is a lot of, not negativity, but there's question marks around Kerry, which is no harm because it keeps everyone kind of on their yeah. toes. If they were being patted on the back and told they were great at this stage, then it would lead to kind of even more of a relaxed kind of an attitude and maybe a bit of a bit of a donor. But I think the, the way they're being questioned and the pressure they're under now to perform might be something that can get them going. Do you know, they're kind of against the odds. I, I've seen teams, especially from the north, you know, they kind of buy into that. We're being questioned. The, the whole yeah, country thinks we're, thinks we're we're not at it. They're, they're writing us off. We're yeah. all Ireland champions. Like, like there's something in that even. There's 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 ways to go at this for Kerry if they really think about it. I, I don't think it's the end of the world. They're not playing well. The talent in that dressing room on the field is there. It's just a matter of tapping into something to get the players just uh, that extra bit of fire in the belly. I think maybe. Yeah, a spark, yeah. isn't it? They're looking. They're, they're they're lacking a spark, and they need to find that by hook or by crook. Like I, I, I think they beat Loud in two weeks' time, but then you, they're in a preliminary quarter final again. You should fancy them to come through that, but you, you, I'd worry about them in the, the biggest games. If they're playing at the level they're currently playing at, like we've seen it against one of the top teams, they were absolutely wiped by Mayo. I, I'd fear for them unless they they find that spark and they find it quickly. But in defence of Kerry, and again this weekend, you're looking across all the teams. All, there is they're all no, they're all in the same boat. Yeah. There is no one. We said it last week. There's no one grabbing this thing with a scruff of the neck and saying, "We're the front runners." Chest out, you guys have to catch us. Uh, and even Galway, who we said were probably in, in that situation, they weren't. But, they weren't great against Westmead to get the job done. The Dubs were a little bit better to get the job done against Kildare. But again, it's not a. It's not a big standout performance, and maybe we're not going to see that guys. Maybe just with the nature yeah. of this championship teams just have to just tick the boxes and, and progress. Because cause the other thing you noticed, and particularly from being down in Nolan Park on Saturday night, like teams are getting lots and lots of knocks mm. and niggles. Yep. <laughs> and the heat, the, the schedule, players are being put under pressure. I'd say every coach across the country is and player is delighted that there's a two week gap to try and just regroup. Just to see where we're at, get the bodies back, and get ready because there's this two week gap, and then it's it's the finish, it's the finishing straight, it's flat to the mat. So uh, I think everyone would be very grateful to to try and regroup and get some bodies and bits uh, injuries and niggles and things like that yeah. because all the teams seem to be suffering suffer from this. For sure. If, just if Kerry gets second in the group, which is which is probably most likely, obviously there can be likely, there can yeah. load might upset things or Cork whatever, but. Then they'll be looking at a Clarny game against Donegal, probably, or Armagh, or Kildare, you'd think. So one of those, Donegal, Armagh, Kildare, realistically, is... And again, there could be changes to any of that, but that's... Probably Armagh would be worst-case scenario for Kerry to get at home in a, in a prelim. So, I mean, there's no, that's, there's, no, there's no easy game from here, you know. You just have to... Mm. There yeah. shouldn't be. Everyone's waiting for this bloody championship to get going. It's like the shadow box yeah. is over, but not it really. Will be. I think the preliminary <laughs> game is where it's really going to be on. Then you see a bit of fear. Do you know, you need a bit of fear. <laughs> that's There's the thing. no fear. There's no jeopardy. fear. You need jeopardy. I think. I think that, and I think that's all very fair analysis from the two ye. 
we, we are learning about this. There is no fear yet. No. And I wonder if the Frighteners are put on Kerry. But you know... And maybe it might be too late at that stage. Yeah. And it's the same with Dublin. But I feel like... Like you put it, put it this way, lads. No team has got to want no. to play Kerry. 100%. Even if they're not playing well. Yeah. They, they have... We know the quality they have. Even if they're not going well, there's nobody there going... If, like if Kerry come out of the hat for a team, they're going to be like, fuck. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, sure. easier draws, even though they're not at their best. And, and the big thing, lads, like, like Clifford and Sean O'Shea, even though Sean O'Shea probably hasn't been at his best, we know it's in there. Well, if it's Morris, and th- and those boys could click and you are under pressure then. Any defence in the country is under pressure if that happens. Fitzmaurice had a great line in his examiner column today about David Clifford. He said, what I learned about him being involved with Fossa last year is that he delivers most when the need is greatest. He is happy to let others add it in games where everything is going to plan. But as soon as he feels that his team needs a bit more, he grabs hold of the game and bends it to his will. And we've seen that in the second half against Mayo, where he nearly produced a goal or two to pull him back into it. And again at the weekend, he's doing it. Do you know what I thought was interesting? This could about be a that. championship. Was, do you remember when we yeah, had Mark on. O'Connor on? And yeah. he yeah. was saying that he was, he was a bit like that. And he had to actually mm. change his, his mindset over there because they were putting pressure on him to not be like that. Be more yeah, consistent. Which is funny, like, and it is such a great trait to have that when it does get hot, that's when you get hot. Do you know, it's when, you, yeah. when you're at it. So I thought it was a very interesting. It's a great trait yeah. to have. I'd, you'd oh, rather 100%. have that than, ah, yeah. oh, But I wonder when it's not. Shit hits yeah. the fan, yeah. I'm going to deliver, like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting yeah. one, but I definitely agree with that with Clifford. He's, he turns it on when he needs to. Who was your, did you have a fella like that, Paddy, or was there a personality like that in the Dublin team that just, that could just turn it on, that didn't always have to do it, but would turn it on? I think uh, I remember one of the big examples of it was Brogan Bernard Brogan in 13 mm. where he, he was kind of obviously he was player of the year in 10 mm. obviously important in 11 probably not his best year in 12 and in 13 he had a load of injuries it was quite a quiet uh, groin injuries couldn't really train a lot and you could see it in his performances Leinster Championship and stuff like that all Ireland quarter final against Cork like really struggling and then we played Kerry in the semi. I think he scored four or five points from play and he got mad at the match in the final. Then two, he was two, scored three. two, three. Yeah. And it was like, I just remember taking that going, the pressure he was under and he wasn't going well. Like, like that, that was the reality of it. But the biggest games, Kerry, Croker, he delivered. Like, And that's, that's what I would rather have a, every team, every coach would love a player like that that when it's on the line, mm. you have someone who's going to, no problem, yeah. I'll, I'll deal with this. Um, and you look at all the successful teams there's always a couple of guys like that but I agree with Fitzmaurice uh, I think Clifford does it every day anyway <laughs> you know, 99% of the time even in lesser games he still does we said there's three or four exceptional things and look like, it's, it's nothing new. we said at the start of the year if Kerry got to win the All-Ireland he is going to be a massive massive part of it no more so than, when he, than what he was like last season but it's it's that thing of they need more. Yeah. They need more from around them. That's the reality of it. They need Shani back playing his best. They need Paddy clipping in with two or three points and they need a bit out of it. Whether it's Ganey or Spillane, these guys, two or three points from them as well because it can't just be Clifford. No. They're not, if it is just him and Shani Shea doesn't get back to the levels he was at last season, they're not going to win. Yeah. That, that's no chance. I'm, I'm going to rattle through the results here from the All-Ireland Series, lads. Derry 3-14, Donegal 1-15. Really respectable performance in Donegal. Ushin yeah. Gallon, we got a glimpse of this Gosson's talent. He's been plagued by injuries over the last couple of years. I think he kicked eight, nine maybe points there at the weekend. Donegal just a little short up front, but you know they, they were with Derry for quite a bit of that game. 
I'm going to come back to the Roscommon game after I go through the results, but 10-point win against Sligo, 121-111. to Mayo, a one-point win against Loud. The, something happened on the TV coverage where they actually had the scoreboard wrong, and I think even maybe the commentary had it wrong. And for a moment, when Conor Grimes sent that ball over the bar, yeah. thought it was the equaliser, do you know? And actually, in, in McHale Park, I was talking to one of my Loud friends today, the clock was wrong, so they actually thought they had another two minutes left. So oh, Jesus the, the scoreboard gosh. was wrong on the TV, and the clock was wrong on the on the uh, in the stadium. So there was a bit of confusion there. If they the had end. another few Anyways. minutes, there was another point in them. Yeah, like, not two. Oh, there was absolutely. And Mayo kind of coasted through that game in second, third gear, and next thing they're nearly caught by Loud. So uh, Loud again showing resilience. They learned a lesson from the Dublin game. They had everybody back. Um, what do we say about Mayo? Struggled against the blanket, and they they are struggling. Did they? I think we've said that before <laughs> on this podcast, and people giving out to us about it. That is the reality of it. And again, there was nothing we seen yesterday from Mayo to suggest that, that that's their Achilles heel. That's, yeah. They're brilliant at loads of different things. But I said it, and people slate me about it. <laughs> they, out of the top teams, they are the weakest playing against that type of defence. Yeah. And I think that is going to cost them. That is gonna, if you were playing Mayo, what would you do? You would, you'd get bodies well, back. That's yeah. what, what Loud did. Was you'd, get, you'd get bodies back and play them on the break and you'd have, no disrespect to Loud, but to be better, probably players on the transition. They, and they had a lot of poor wides. Up front. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where Mayo What I would say, Paddy, about they, that. No, more so than Kerry, do they have time to figure it out? I haven't seen I any think they do. I think they do. That I think they do because... I'm not sure they're going to bother. But if you... I'm not sure they're yeah. going to bother. They never have bothered. Well, it's been an issue for them for five years. Yeah. If, he doesn't, if he doesn't address it, it's, it's, a, it's a mistake. Because it's the easiest defensive system to train for. Because you don't need any quality, say, to train against it on the other side. You know, Like you can set fellas up to replicate it for short spells. It's, it obviously takes a huge effort to do it for 70 minutes. But in terms of training for it... You can set people up to in that defensive unit for five or ten minutes at a time and play the scenarios. So I I think it's you, an easy system to train against. Jimmy, it's hard to break down. It is hard to break down. I don't know, Jimmy. But because we did it, we did it loads of times, especially in that in the fourteen final against Donegal. We trained there for yeah. three weeks. Honestly, I was fit for retirement at that stage. <laughs> it was oh, it was depressing, but it had to be done. And I even think we almost overdid it, but in hindsight, it was the right thing because it was a, a final. Like you had to go above and beyond for it. But I think that they can train for did that, you, no we, problem. We, we, we were the same, Jim. Remember our famous game against Tyrone in seventeen, the All Ireland semi final. Same thing. It was those three week gaps where every single minute on the pitch was around playing against that that type of defence. But oh. We, we'd been working on it really for, for a couple of years since we lost the Donegal in 2014 so the idea that you could kind of master it in <laughs> there's no there's no gap between games maybe we'll probably top the group so they might have two weeks till they play a quarter final but like, I, I think this has been an issue for years yeah. <laughs> you know like this is the first time it's, it's reared its head but in fairness I, ju- I just think in Mayo's defence if you think like Dublin play on the front foot, Kerry play on the front foot, Galway could probably bring bodies back. When you get to a stage, like if Mayo play Kerry, I don't see Kerry turning around and playing 12 points back. No, they, they, no they might. They, 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 might, they might have to happen in Killarney, but, but I, I just think if it's a wide open game, we've said this so many times, Mayo are as good as anyone, but I think, I think that's what's going to catch yeah. them. And, and yesterday it was just, I was looking 
I've seen this before so many times. But loud, loud through two sheets and the duvet for the blanket there. Like, did you see them concede that kick out where <laughs> they, they went had back to their own everybody party nearly? <laughs> yeah, it was reckless. But they did what they had to do, do you know. Um, and we might come back to that in a second. Doing what you have to do. Uh, Monaghan, Claire was a cracker. Got to look at a bit of this. Jack McCarran. I'm going to use the word again. And you did quote me correctly last week. Jack McCarran put on a clinic. Eight mm. points from play. I'm not sure you saw the crossfield assist yeah, he had. Yeah, it was nice. It's the type of pass we'd have hammered a fellow over if he didn't get it right. Absolutely gorgeous. Off his right foot. I've said it before, he's got one of the best left feet, feet in the country. Off the right foot. Glorious. That's McCarran, who was dropped last week against Derry for the draw. Restored to the starting lineup this weekend. I actually put it to John Cleary, chatting to him afterwards, the Cork Kerry game, about the lack of shooters in the first half. And, do you know, why didn't you start Stephen Sherlock? And the answer he gave me was horse for courses. Stephen has started yeah. plenty of games in the league, started against Clare. He said he, said he now, wanted uh, to finish strong as well, wasn't it? He said he wanted to finish strong and horse for courses. And obviously that's with Vinnie Corey, the approach he took as well. James, you reckon that's the party line. I wonder, is there room for corner forwards of that ilk anymore? Like, is, is there room for not, not against Derry. Not against the way Derry play. I, I agree. I We said this. I think managers lie to your face a lot in the middle of the championship. But I think You that's, are outstanding. I agree with we're that. we're going to risk you the weekend. You can have the end of these off Jim Gavin. Like, you're flying it. But you should probably play at the club at the weekend. <laughs> Did the club have a match? <laughs> Get a bit of sharp. Uh, so I don't I told you I don't trust anything the manager says in the championship. But I do agree with horses for courses, particularly in these games. And, and look, Vinnie Curry's proven right. For the challenge that Derry brought against Monaghan, Mac and Espy, Shane Carey and these guys, more legs, more energy. Sure. We've seen it because the previous month they got their arses handed to them mm. up in Oma. And it just didn't suit McManus and McCarran. They've brilliant skill sets, but that's not their biggest strengths. And Derry targeted that. That was it. They turned it around. They changed it. This week, Clare provided a very different balance to what Derry do. And we know Jack McCarran could score. That's never an issue. It's more the athleticism around the pitch. But this game didn't require that. So if you're Vinnie Curry going, yes, in you go. And it worked. If you're Jack McCarran, you're like, oh, jeez. Every player wants to play every match. Yeah. But that's the responsibility of the coach. So I do agree. I think they're telling the truth in that regard <laughs> that it is horses for horses. Well, the, the quality of score taken in that game was a joy to watch. Carl O'Connor kicked four from midfield. Um, McCarran kicked eight from play Michal Bannigan's been pulling the strings to kick three points yeah. Conor McCarthy again coming from wing back finish up at 1-2 really well taken goal so um, I think that's what that's, that's clear what say, Cork the last day they, they left out Sherlock say right which was the standout example mm. um, I'm not sure how much McSweeney how much of a prolific scorer he is as opposed to Sherlock but say they left Sherlock out they needed the scores in from somewhere else like Monaghan did yeah. they had scores from Carlo O'Connell they had scores from from other fellas around the field Cork didn't have the scores from around yeah. the field so that's the difference like, you, horses for courses absolutely but you still need to I always do it when I'm when I'm looking at teams like how many points are in this team who's going to get two okay. one two yeah. one maybe one maybe a goal chance and if you take out your main scoring threat you have to add it somewhere else that's yeah. The long and short of like, in, f- in fairness to Cleary and to Kevin Walsh and to yourself for picking them as your team to watch, we are seeing some good signs from Cork. And it is, Cleary made the point to me as well, chatting afterwards. Like, they're, start, they're trying to implement a new game plan. 
they have matches week on week on week from McGrath Cup to the league to the championship so it hasn't been easy I think they got that bit of a break after the loss to Clare so we're starting to see the, the fruits of that a little bit so it's probably it's, it's they're probably good signs in Cork that that might come uh, moving on to Saturday's games Tyrone 13 points Armagh 11 again this was a funny game um, Reen O'Neill sent off Another Tyrone game yeah. where we're not getting a full read on them because we're not getting a 15 on 15. Loads of good stuff from Tyrone. Derek Canavan stood up late on, showed a bit of leadership, a num- brilliant point, two brilliant points late on. But Armagh, again, nearly, they left it too late, nearly came back into it, nearly caught them with 14 men. Um, Reen O'Neill obviously is going to miss a couple of games. I'm not sure if he got sent off for the knees dropping onto Cormac Quinn or the little punch that happened around it, but he's definitely missing one game anyway. I missed the punch. One games. Ah, there was a little rabbit punch in there. So, so he'll miss the Galway game. He's been held, Galway, to be fair. But. You'd expect Galway to win that anyway and top the group. So Armagh, likely now, they'll finish third, you would More say. More than likely, yeah. Preliminary quarter-final. Like say, it could be against Kerry. <sighs> uh, Farino Neil gets two games to under serious pressure. Look, I, I don't think... I think Saturday was another confirmation that they're just a little bit short. I expected Throne to win that one. I don't know why. This kind of... I'm still I kind of trust the Tyrone it's more Canavan and McCurdy and these guys that they can I think they're top top quality <laughs> top top players uh, but they are I, I think those two lads are serious forwards and I know we're very biased here as full forwards but if you've guys like that in your team you look at it, Cork don't have it really Kildare didn't have it the other, if you're someone who you give them a chance they're going to nail it you've got a chance You've got a good chance, and that's why I'd have Tyrone ahead of Armagh. So we expect them to win that game. For Armagh, it's just another near miss, isn't it? It's like, yeah, they probably they could have won the game. The discipline was a bit better, a couple of opportunities, but they're not. They didn't. Yeah, and and that's that's not a story just for this season. It seems like a story for the last number of years with Armagh. Yeah, they're right up against it, uh, and, and losing Reno Neil. Like I don't think they beat Galway anyway. Even if Reno Neil was there, I don't think they beat Galway. But it's just a disappointing one. It doesn't seem like they've really recovered from that Ulster final. No. We said it was big. They were really flat the week before against Westmead in the athletic grounds and probably looking to get a win and then to lose to their nearest rivals there as well. It's just, there's a lot of body blows they're taking here. Yeah. And it's it's hard to, I, I don't see them recovering and having, like, would you, would you put Armagh, do you think Armagh can get to a semi-final from this route? At the moment, it's the most difficult route. They've had, they've got uh, the Ulster uh, final, they've lost the Ulster final, they've had that blow and now they're going to go into a preliminary round game. It's been a tough run. I, I don't see them making a semi. Did, did Armagh, Armagh actually played the Ulster preliminary round as well. So Armagh, the longest run in the yeah, championship. Flat but the history them. of teams going well for the game after or maybe even the second game after losing a provincial final it always does have a severe hangover because of the disappointment of it. So you'd be hoping that they'll they'll come right yet, but you're right, they just haven't shown enough. But you think about about Tyrone, with all the good forwards they have, playing against 14 the last day, and they only kicked 13 points. Yeah. Like th- there has to be more in them. They have to be getting in for that goal to give them a little bit of, a little bit of breathing room in every game. Yeah, they were unlucky. They were unlucky with one or two efforts. Pete Hart hit the inside of the post just before the sending off. Yeah, that was some yeah, effort. In fairness, goal chance or two. Yeah, Punted I like the way that he pace it. is not easy, and he actually directed yeah. it perfectly as well. Yeah, and I, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, it was unlucky. Um, lads, I'm going to read out the last three results, but we're going to talk about them after the break. So, uh, Galway twenty points, Westmead twelve. Westmead are actually leading that game at half time. Going to come back to that afterwards. Dublin twenty two, Kildare thirteen. 
and we've already spoken about Kerry 114 Cork 15 points so we're going to come back and talk about the Rossies go away in Dublin and the Talchon Cup final round games and the preliminary draw right after this break Alright, you are very welcome back to episode 23 of the Football Pod, brought to you every week by AIB, proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Paddy, you got to see the Rossies in action this week. Again, you were impressed with them the week beforehand. Just want to read out what Davy Burke had to say after the game, the GA goal, because Mark O'Shea asked him, Davy, what has been the difference this year at Roscommon since you've come in? Because beforehand, he didn't say... They were the West Brom of the GA, which is what you christened them on this show. But he said there was a bit of a yo-yo element about Roscommon. Ah. So. So all the Rossies, your old manager said no, it. No, 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 no. Stop Mark, Mark, to me. Mark said. Mark said it. That there oh, was dude, okay, right, so right, right. Davey right, Burke right. responded. Very forthright. I really like this answer. The difference was every Tuesday night, regardless of the result on the Sunday, yeah. every single man must be on the field doing a full session. In previous years, you know yourself, maybe that wasn't the case. There'd be a few fellas who might mind themselves. But every single Tuesday, we've got 41 players on the field, regardless of how the previous game went. And that's it. It's non-negotiable. They've all bought into it. If you're consistent every Tuesday and Thursday, you'd be consistent on the Sunday. And every man across the board is just given 100% and our depth is there. You can see it. We're not afraid to go deep into the squad if we feel we need to. And the players are very aware of that. I love that. Yeah. Simple. You can clearly see it's paying off. Is it a, do you think it's a fair answer? Would you put it down to that? That kind of that bit of edge, that bit of strength that we're seeing. If you, if you look at it, what the most they are far more consistent. That's the nature of they've won tight games in the national league. They finished third, possibly could have got into a league final. Take out Mayo, they were just a bit short against Galway. I think Galway was a really controlled um, performance by Galway. You feel like like that's what nearly cements Galway's place that they can win games, like can control games like that. Why they're one of the favourites for the All Ireland, but for us, common. There's no doubt there's been progress. Mm. 100%. That, that's, it's evident what we've seen so far in the first six months of the season. Um, and for what I've seen yesterday, again, even though it was, wasn't was as straightforward as maybe I would have thought going into that game, I thought they beat Sligo. They win by 10 points in the end. But Sligo, Alan Riley's goal, keeps them right in it. For sure. Coming into the final quarter. Um, but if, if I look, Conor Carroll is a serious goalkeeper, boys. His kickouts and Sligo going out, he's a brilliant goalkeeper on his kickouts. Ross Common are really good on the opponent's kickouts as well. We see that, like they eviscerated Galway's kickouts, even though they destroyed lost Mayo. Game. Yeah. Destroyed, but like they, they're really, they're two massive parts of the game, and that's it's clear improvement. The, their defensive shape is really good, really good. We've seen it yesterday in person again, and it was the same against Dublin. It's it's kind of seamless how they move. If the ball is coming down one wing. On the opposite side, it'll be Niall Daly who drops in and sweeps in front of the full back line in front of Brian Stack, who's usually picking up the, the most dangerous marker. If it's the other side, it's David Murray dropping in. And it's not a big song and dance. It's quite seamless how it happens, and it kind of needs to be like that, mm. particularly against the top teams. So there's just an organisation in their offensive play. And for all the negativity around the comments last week, the latest outrage in the GA, Jesus, the game's gone mad because Roscommon kept the ball. They can play it the other way as well, and he's seen it again yesterday. They're really well set, and any time they turn Sligo over, they're looking for a long kick pass straight away, a really, really fast transition. Uh, ben O'Carroll, who's probably not the most natural shooter, he's not. Can I make a point here? Because yeah. actually, uh, a friend of mine texted me, uh, Eamon Dunne, who's senior, texted me and said, give Paddy a heads up, 
Ben O'Carroll is actually the top scorer in the Roscommon Senior Championship for the last two years. He's just I changed. don't care about what Roscommon Club. But he's just I'm watching a senior intercounty. He's football. changed his game. I think he got the first point for Roscommon in the championship yesterday. So he's not a sharpshooter or intercounty. Well, I think what he's done is he's, he's changed. Brilliant for the club stuff. I'm giving him credit here at what he does. He is exceptional in the role he's playing for Roscommon as that outlet. He's the guy who's given license to stay up and his energy and his his smart his movement, his agility and his ball winner. He's not a he's a ball winner. Mm. We said this about Ian Burke. He's not Kieran Donahue, but he is out in front and he is that outlet. So for Roscommon turn teams over, he is the outlet there and he can shift it off. I don't think Davy Burke is asking him to kick 10 points from play. He's popping it off to the Murtas and the Smiths, who we always talk about. And it's just, these are things that are really, really important for a team to have at the highest level. And they're the big improvements. You put all of it together, we've always said this, they've had, they have technical forwards yeah. who can score. We see it from Enda Smith, the two Murtas. They're not relying on just one guy. They have guys that can score, like what you're saying, Jimmy, three or four points from play each. They are a handful for any team. And obviously, Davy Burke's answer, he's getting at that kind of the mentality where um, there's a bit more edge to them. But there's just, a, as a team, they're a really, they're really good unit. Defensively, they're smooth. Up front, that shape that Carroll gives them, along with the shooters. They take a lot of boxes. And, and yesterday, they win by 10 points. They go into the final round of games, yeah. a point ahead of them on score difference. Now, they, they probably have the tougher of the two games that they play till there, who were... Again, Kildare probably not a great performance for them in Nolan Park, but for Ross Common, it's another positive day for them. And, and I'm impressed them that they're they're kick passing. They've shown they can do the really dour stuff to keep the ball, but they can play the other way as well. And I think a team needs to have that. A team needs to have different ways of playing. We've said it earlier on this podcast. You feel Mayo might get caught by not having that one in their locker. Uh, but Ross Common, from what I've seen again, it was an impressive day for them in the end. Can we stick on O'Carroll there for a second? Because I think this could be interesting coming from you. When he broke on initially, like he, he is he was that type of player coming up underage, that kind of target man, sharpshooter. Sorry, not a target man, but that, that guy that would get you the points and the scores. But we know that Roscommon have the Murtas, the yeah. Smiths that can do it. You you obviously would have changed your game as a forward yeah. for Dublin as the years went on. That's a really impressive thing that at that age, Ben O'Carroll has been able to change his game yeah. to suit intercounty football. What his manager needs yeah. now. Uh, it, it's partly from him, but I'm sure it's from the coaches as well. Oh, he was a great scorer in the club championship as well. I well believe it. And loads of good players like that, but he's not being asked to do that. Yeah. You can see, and in terms of, is he a better shooter than either of the No, he's not. But the role he plays in the team it's what we're talking about, complementary forwards. Mm. It's why Ian Burke is so important for Galway that he, again, part of Joyce isn't turning around to him going, score 10 points. Yeah. Jim Gavin used to say to me, he goes, I don't need you to score five, six points from play. We have other guys who'll do that, but I need you to do this. I need you to get out to that ball because we want to move the ball up the pitch quickly. And you can see it with, with um, Ben O'Carroll. He's just, he'd be a nightmare to mark. Yeah. But they give him the license. Everyone else comes back and it's like, you just stay up there. It's a great role to have, lads. Like, you don't need to tackle back because if we turn these over, we're going to launch it to you and then you just need to hold it up for the, away for the cavalry to arrive. But th- that's, that's a team, you're, that's a clear tactic. The player needs to understand it. He needs to have the ability to do it. The coach needs to see it and the other players need to buy into it. And that's what you see from Ross Common. Mm. The way they defend, the way they attack, the way they set up on both kickouts, that's all tactics. That all and, and all of it goes to shit if players don't believe in it. And it's clear there's a it's a complementary relationship between Davy Burke, 
Mark McHugh, the other selectors, Jerry McGowan, and, yeah. and those players. And no more so than Kerry, if you're nobody's going to fancy playing the Rossies, that's real. I don't think, I don't think they'll have enough just because they're kind of coming from nowhere to win the whole thing. I don't, but they could take out anyone. Yeah, you definitely need to be around yeah, there a couple of years, don't you, in the semi-finals and the finals before you get over the I, line. I think so. Even with O'Carroll. Like, he's not there long. Like, this, his progression as a player in his own personal development mm. probably will be the next step in terms of kicking, kicking his scores and getting in for more. Yeah. Like, he's, he's very fresh on the scene to have the full package. The, the bit he's doing yeah. now is far more important to his team. That's the point, isn't it? But like, it's yeah, been so important, Jimmy. That you can see from watching them the last two weekends, he's a vital cog. And if you're, if you kind of, if you, if you haven't seen them, you might think, oh, well, he's not scoring. He's in the full forward line and scores. He's not scoring a lot, but the role he's playing is it so is, important. He, he, yeah. If he goes away in the winter, say, forget about this season. Whatever happens will happen. But he'll go away in the winter, and that will be something that he'll say. Right, I can add this. Maybe if I, I can get more shots off from this area, or maybe I can go on the loop a bit more. He can add little things in, but he has such a good base of what he's doing at the moment to grow yeah. on. Like as it's an exciting place for him as a player to be. But for for Ross Common, I'd love to be. I was a fly on the wall in the dressing room at the moment. What's Burke saying to them in terms of where they're going this year? Is he selling them where? we're in this thing we're, we're going to rattle it or is he trying to keep their feet in the ground and say look next game next game because in that interview with Mark O'Shea he basically said we can beat anyone but we might we might not be ready to beat everyone in a row do you know but he said we can beat anyone is he saying that to the players in the dressing room so he agrees with us yeah. <laughs> we should get him on the pod lads he's agreeing with everything yeah. we're saying all the Rossi's fans stop Fucking coming after me now. Your own <laughs> yeah. coaches are going to Would it be interesting to see what he's actually saying to the players? Because, as you said, they seem to have something good he's going. Saying, but what, what's the end I'm goal for David this Burke. team? Do they, do they see I'm, Sam Maguire? Like, honestly, in their heart of hearts, do they actually see But do see they that? need to see yes. it yet? Do yes. they need to see yes, it yet? you do. Yes. You need it to be your breakfast, lunch and dinner. Like, yeah. but, that's when you're from, but that's when you're from Kerry in Dublin. That's when you're from that's Kerry in Dublin. Dublin when, you're, when, you've, when you've shared 75 All Ireland's between you over the last 120 years. Like, that's. I mean, like, if you're going to win it, you need in. to be. You can't think. Like, you can't think. We, might, we, 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 could, like, we could. We might win. No. It's your everything. No, no it's chance. your everything. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I go back into my box. I've never won one. But no, but I'm just. I am intrigued. Uh, maybe it it's is. a good question like if you're, if you're like if he comes in like a whirlwind there at the end because he was laid in we, we said this mm. and he comes in he's sitting on the hide or wherever they met and goes boys we're we're going to try and our goal is to win the yeah. alert because remember jo- Joyce came in and said it straight off the yeah. back of goal yeah. and that's what gets the players and going and like, that's what you respond to I was like, if you get a, war- a lukewarm yeah. message we're looking <laughs> to get to a semi <laughs> <laughs> but let's do that what you laugh this is like this is what I cannot get over with the Irish rugby team. It's like all they talk about is winning a quarter final. Yeah. It is pathetic. Yeah. I, I, it's embarrassing. That mentality, like that's, and I listen to the players' interviews and stuff. Ah, oh, we're hoping to get to a semi. We want to break the hoodoo of winning a quarter final. I'm like, are you winding me up? That's your goal going into the biggest tournament of your life. Get past the quarters. <laughs> that <laughs> like, might be the party. Come on, man. Prepared one, is it? 
Yeah. Oh, I hope so. But there's so. definitely, there's really, definitely different really things being so. being said outside the dressing room versus in the dressing room. That's why I'd love to hear actual be, conversation yeah. be, from yeah. in the dressing room. It would be it'd be interesting because McHugh would bring something different as well. He has he has a winner's mentality, I think, and he has McGuinness as as he had McGuinness as a coach and the leaning that he had on, on him. So, not that is mm-hmm. an interesting thing. Davy Burke. Won the twenties All Ireland, winning an All Ireland. Mark McHugh obviously was there. Duddy Galls was famous for twenty twelve. They have a they have a very good, very good background team. And another thing, and I think it feeds into the. We're going to move off the Ross here for a second, but the, it feeds into the depth that Davy Burke is talking about. There's fellas there like Dylan Ruan and Eddie Nolan and Eddie McCormick, who've been around yeah. the panel for a couple of years, and they're actually that. You talk about freshening up what Kerry or maybe other teams need. Mm. Burke has freshened it up now with a couple of players who have served their apprenticeships and now they're actually providing you know and they're in really key positions too as well and all central positions yeah. like big big parts of the team I'm a big fan of Keane McKeown as well Paddy I, I really like that guy yeah yeah, like how he played got a couple of lovely ones yeah. yesterday now exactly he's mixing it up but I well. would say Let's move. just last thing I'm going to say I'll say I, like I said about the top teams beating their lesser rivals I wouldn't give Roscommon too much credit now for beating Sligo by 10 points do you know let's let's no clear that but like, I think it's yeah, a, it's a win for them I think everyone got the job done we're not going to base anything they're going to do this year on that game that's the favourites all won this week but it's, it's, it's more just the way the way they're playing whether it's against Sligo yesterday or not there's big there's key areas of the game biggest matches your own kick out needs to be rock solid can you get steals of the opponent's kick out that's a massive part of it can you vary your game because different teams are going to create particularly when you get to the cream of the crop semi-finals finals teams are going to understand you inside out can you tweak it are, do you have the players and the ability and the kind of the know-how to play well if that if they do that we can do this Yeah, I, I'm seeing glimpses of this all through the season for them they're all important parts of winning in All-Ireland and they're maybe not the best at any of those things but they're on the right track mm-hmm. in all of them and they're Key key areas, and that's why you're looking at why there's a reservation about Galway. I think that Galway's own kick out is, is an issue for them. Yeah, I, I think this idea of just we put big lads in the middle and lump it out that was great for made in the 90s, like or the 80s. You know what I mean? It, there, you need to have more to your game than that, and that's why, yes, you expect them to beat Sligo yesterday, but again, there's just things they're working on that you can see they're in the conversation. I think the Galway yeah, might be going sure. back for their goalie. Yeah, oh, they let that one slip. He was the, what a loss! T- t- it was the twenty goalkeeper yeah. for Galway, yeah. and he's still playing in the club. It's been often oh, said. It's been often said he's, he's the best keeper in Galway. I think just strong common connections, really. I think is is what happened. Uh, so he's playing for Galway. Twenty player played against Roscommon. <laughs> <laughs> he did leave the hide in the Ferrari there yesterday. So uh, <laughs> a yellow and blue Ferrari. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but he's good boys he's because they're putting the press on him and he's yeah, cool he is cool, cool Connor Carroll in his blue and yellow Ferrari <laughs> yeah, um, yeah flying down the road let's let's quickly breeze through Galway and Dublin here and I think what happened at the weekend is everyone kind of just did what they had to do and like yeah Ray Cannellan gets sent off Westmead are up at half time in, in Mullingar Cannellan gets sent off Peter Cook is, is playing very well. Um, but Galway bring on John Maher off the bench and has a massive impact laid on and wins a couple of big kickouts. And they just, they, they power past Westmead later on, win by eight points. Like, I'm not sure there's much more to say about Galway at the minute. They've moved into number one in my Gaelic football power rankings last week, nearly by default. 
nearly because as you're saying Paddy they are really the team that has shown us the most consistency this year and the most kind of uh, I suppose power and depth since last year's All-Ireland final so anything to add on Galway at the minute or will we move on to the dubs and Nolan Park I think we've done a lot on them yeah. and I agree with you it's they're, they're one of the strongest teams they're right at the forefront of our favourites for this thing again they're not going to base too much off, no. off them beating Westmead Um Bigger challenges lay ahead for them, and we've, we've spoken a lot about the last couple of weeks, and, and we will be speaking about them again because yeah. they're going to be involved in some of the biggest games. In the next they four did, weeks they did sure. rotate uh, a bit the weekend. Like they left, or they put, they had they cooked did. midfield. Like they probably tried some new things as well, which they need to do because obviously, as you were saying, Petty, the, the amount of knocks and niggles and things you're going to have to put some square pegs in mm. round holes, I reckon. But like they tried something new in a couple of positions and left Comer out, left Maher out. So to yeah. go with an eight point win. It's still, it's solid. It is solid. Like they're, yeah. they're happy. They're happy. And they're going under the radar to an extent. They're not around town at home and everyone's telling them they're great. They're not powering past teams. They're just kind of getting the job done, mm. which I think, yeah. They don't need to. Which is, it's, a nice, it's, it. it's a nice little place to be for them. Paddy, I only want a one word answer on this. We're going to play a little game here. It's called Good Dublin, Bad Dublin. Dublin win by nine points. Good. <laughs> uh, Dublin pick up a couple of injuries is this what the new role of analysis Dub- is like? Dublin pick up a couple of injuries again you're talking about those injuries it's bad I think it's only I think they're only crap the other good thing that I want to get to is how they freshened up their forward line were you impressed by what you saw from Killian O'Gara and Colly Baskell so Colly Baskell was a standout guy obviously um, he's the type of player he's so direct he's unbelievable he's any of the fitness tests and stuff he's right up the front He's lightning quick. He's probably <laughs> he'd be nearly like I'd like him to like Mayo. If there's a really set defence and there's a bit more nuance to it, maybe that's not his greatest strength. But in terms of his athleticism and how direct and decisive, he's a decisive forward. Which is I, I, we've said this when Dublin are decisive up front, they cost him so many so much trouble. Um, so so he was like the score five points from play it was a real the positive thing I'd say not just f- for himself but a couple of the other forwards Bugler was excellent yes, again he's, a, he's like a new signing Bugler isn't he yeah he's been he's brilliant, brilliant. Jimmy the, the positive for Dublin walking out of that round in, in Nolan Park is like Khan was brilliant out at centre forward but it's a case of nearly what we're saying Kerry are probably missing they're so reliant on Clifford it was brilliant to see Dublin win a, a championship game and it wasn't Khan and Mannion mm. and Kilkenny and no one else. Mm. It, it's new players. And we say it takes time for younger players to get that confidence and that belief nearly in themselves. But Bugler seems to have that. There's a pep in his step now. He's taken, he kicks a score in the second half where I guarantee you 12 months ago, he'd have been looking around to hand pass to someone else. Great score. And he lodges it. Colly Baskell as well. Same thing. Gets a score in the second half. Beats about three Kildare players. Again, 12 months ago, he's looking around. Do I need to pass this to Kieran behind me? Yeah. It's, there's it's true. These players... That was the positive thing for Dublin. We know Kilkenny and Fenton and Mannion and all these guys have the quality because they've done it. They're gold-played it. They've done it year after year in the biggest games. It's getting these two or three other guys to stand up and do it. That's the big plus there um, for Dublin from the weekend. On the other side, though, like Kildare were... (sighs) Okay for a while and then just fell apart. Oh, like 15 minutes. The thing I couldn't get over was how they set up defensively. It was like... He did a really good job in the Leinster semi-final for straight in Dublin, gets a lot, getting lots of bodies back, and that seemed to just go out the window. And they're like, why would you not start your game plan from there and try like, the thing that cost them in the Leinster semi-final was coming down the stretch. They weren't clinical enough. 
and for some reason they were really open. Uh, Con O'Callaghan moved to centre forward, and this they couldn't fathom this. And Con was free; mm. no one was marking him. <laughs> it yeah, was like, I was like, like basic stuff, and I know I'm not going to be a dickhead about this, but the whole Crow Park, Nolan Park thing, like forget all that if you can't get your basic defensive setup or your matchups right. Uh, and that was just it was such a theoretical there supporter looking in going Jesus, it's like, it's just a bad performance again. And we were we were chatting about this on air at the time. The anomaly in their whole season was probably that Leicester semi-final that was a really good performance and they're really hard to play against and they could have won the game and possibly should have won the game. Whereas all through the league and then again, the Sligo game at Markovich Park coming down the stretch and then Nolan Park at the weekend, that's the Kildare we've seen 90% of the time this season. Really flat and just running out of gas. And, and like Dublin were better, but it wasn't by any means. No more so talking about goal. It wasn't Dublin 10 out of 10. It was better, but... Kildare were just swatted away in that Dublin still answer. looked a little bit vulnerable at the back like Neil Flynn was causing him was direct, causing pa- direct kick passes yeah, like in the- yeah. do, do you know what Jimmy I'd say on it the first half was actually really good <laughs> the both teams the, the sweepers kind of went out the window and I think that was a, a bad call by Kildare to do that but in terms of yeah. entertainment it was uh, loads of kick passes it was, loads it was of all kick passes it was unreal <laughs> Yeah. It was like going back to the nineties, like yeah. But it's it'd be interesting uh, what like when it is that open, the Dublin will score at will when they're on it, but they have to be yeah. able to stop because like if Kerry, if say I'm just looking at a Kerry Dublin game, I think no matter how Kerry are going, I think there's goals there in that Dublin full back line. If 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 the opposition full forward line actually wants them and has it in their head that that this is how to beat Dublin, I think there's goals there. I think they could be caught for a couple of goals. On that, Jimmy, that's the the injury situation. You're looking, Dublin are missing, not even in the squad at the weekend. Owen Merchant, Jack McCaffrey, Davey Byrne. That's three three starters. They're three starting defenders. So like that, and it's not just Dublin, I'd say this, but any team, Knox and Niggles, the frontline players. Like, who was the best squad in the country at the minute? Who was the most depth, would you say? I'd go with Dublin, probably, yeah. But then Galway have lost to Silk and Kieran Malloy as well. Yeah, the they back. got yeah. Maher. Maher was like a new like, player and they got... Cook, Burke, a, yeah. Cook, Burke. Yeah. Cook and Burke. And yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree. But if you look at... You take two or three front line players out of any team, oh. there's... Yeah. That could cost them. Yeah. That could cost them. Like, if you like... Like, the cliff is missing for Kerry. Forget about it. They'd be in the Talton Cup. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he's important, right? No, Jimmy. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yes, I always, I always say, but teams get too carried, or people get too carried away with with the strength of panels and stuff. Like the panel can be strong, but you still need your best at their best because yeah, yeah, your panel yeah. is not that strong that you can replace your best at all. Your best are so far ahead that they're the ones you need when the need is greatest. But. Mm-hmm. You still obviously do need sure. a very strong band, especially in those in a full back line. If you have any weak link in a full back line, you're in, you're you're going to be exposed, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Couple of massive results in the Talchin Cup. Only one place to start. Here we go. Parnell Park. Here we go. One o'clock. Here we go. <laughs> it's taken him an hour to get in. He's been waiting for this baby. One o'clock Saturday. The Royals. Mead one eleven down. You're like Jeff Stilling with seven people. Yeah. Similar heartbreak as well, I reckon, yeah. for every week. Yeah, a little bit of that, yeah. Down kick 17 wise in this game. Uh, Mead stood up late on. Dahi McGowan kicked a couple of late points. 
Kieran Cole. What was that on? Was that on telly? It was on GA Go, Paddy. Yeah. GA Go. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Big, big what weekend of action on GA Go. I think GA But if it wasn't for GA Go, it wouldn't be on Anton would it? No. It wouldn't have been on Telly. It wouldn't have been on at all. Would have missed it. And therein, therein lies the, the issue. Actually, sure. I can watch oh, live no, games on my GA Go, but I can't watch yeah. the playback. Is that a thing? No. No, no, you can, yeah. You can watch the games back. Yeah, Might you know, little, it's a, it's a uh, renew yeah. subscription or something, but I can watch it live again, fine. Have you paid for your subscription, Chippy? Are you are you on the dodgy box here? This is this is the real I, question. James, James, I'll talk to you. Off, I'll talk to you off air. About this. James actually has a media pass. I said there's just could be something you're doing wrong there, James. So we'll uh, we'll have a look at that. The other results in the touching. Club. So he has a legitimate. Does he have a legitimate account? He does. He has a, he has a media pass. Go yeah, a lot of a lot of journalists and pundits in the country will have. I don't. There's uh, no playback on it. I'm telling you. Okay, I'll have a look at that. Technology you know, is not our forte. You sound, you sound like you sound like down along trying to attack GA Go again. Like, get out the gaff. Tipperary uh, ended their year. They're out, but they won 17 points to 113 against Waterford. Cavan are straight into the quarterfinal alongside Mead. 225 to 29 win against Offaly. Offaly go into the preliminary round. We'll give you the draw in a minute. Leash were very, very lucky. They had a huge fright against London. They drew that game at a last minute, a last minute score. They were down by a couple of points. Pulled it back. They're into the preliminary round and uh, they drew that 117 to 214. And then on Sunday, uh, Limerick were beaten by Wicklow, but too late for Wicklow. Wicklow were out. 214 to 110, a good performance from Wicklow. Some of their younger players that they've discovered this year, um, Connor Fee and a few others, are producing some good stuff. So it's been, a, I suppose, a positive year for Limerick and get, or Wicklow and getting promoted. Longford beaten by Carlo. I think uh, 114 to 213, they both go through. I think some of the sending-offs in this game were a bit reckless. I don't know if you saw the Saturday game highlights. You might have to go back and have a look at some of the pucks. Some old-school uh, brawls, we might say. A couple of, couple of shots given. Uh, Fermanagh, Antrim. Andy McEntee's Antrim. 313 to 112 winners against Fermanagh. They topped that group and they're straight into the quarterfinals. He's doing a good job a there, McEntee, isn't he? He's doing a really good job, yeah. yeah quietly doing yeah. a really good job. And then in the game that possibly mattered most this weekend... Leitrim lost by four points to Wexford, one sixteen to one twelve. Ben Brosnan didn't start the game. I think they, uh, the family had a kid. Ben Brosnan, his third kid during the week, didn't start the game. Uh, came on later on, scored the winning goal. This game kind of hinged on Leitrim scoring a goal to send themselves a point up in the fifty second minute, and then Keith Byrne missed the penalty. Oh. The goal, the Wexford goalkeeper Dara Brooks saved it, and he also kicked four frees. So massive performance from Dara Brooks. So that's huge for Wexford. And a shot in the arm for football on Wexford. They're through to the preliminary round uh, quarterfinals. So, just to give you the draw, I have it here now. Because we'll be talking about this next Monday, Paddy. We don't know what James' GA Go is going to be like over in Vegas. If he can't get it working in Killarney. GA Go is big no, We're going to have it yeah. on the big screen at the pool party. There'll be no commentary, but yeah. we'll have the game on. So, I'll be fine. Ah, uh, You need the commentary. Like. You need the commentary. Preliminary we'll quarterfinals. Just the half-time. We do half-time analysis. <laughs> Offaly Wexford Fermanagh versus Leash Down versus Longford and Carlo versus New York those four games are going to be played this weekend and the winners will go on to play one of Meath Antrim Limerick or Cavan who are straight through to the quarterfinals so there's four Touching Cup games this weekend the weekend after that we've got our final round of All-Ireland Round Robin Series games round three uh, and just to give you the fixtures, and we will also look at them next week on the pod. We've got Kerry against Loud. We've got Mayo against Cork. Neutral venues to, to be determined. By the time you're listening to this pod, they'll probably be out. Galway versus Armagh. Tyrone versus Westmead. Dublin versus Sligo. 
<coughs> which will probably be in Crow Park. Uh, Roscommon yeah. versus Kildare, Derry versus Clare, and Monaghan versus Donegal. So, a lot of football still to be played, boys, but I think we're in a little bit more of an upbeat mood this week. The hay fever has certainly uh, eased on my part. The hangovers have possibly... No hangovers are not fresh. fresh. Where are Jimmy? Jimmy's getting, the, getting ready for Vegas, though, to be fair. Yeah. Be looking at a four-day, five-day hangover after that, really? Probably. Yeah. Mm. You might struggle. We'll get you. Yeah. We'll see you back for the All Ireland quarters. Ah, semis, give me a give me a chance. Semis, okay, yeah, semis, James, enjoy your trip to Vegas. I will do, Tom. Thank you, Paddy. Great work this week. Stunning. Yeah, you yeah. were flat out. No, you did some great stuff this week, and you got a bit of golf in. So I'm delighted. Get going and get get on that after sun. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need it. <laughs> Anyone got any aloe vera for me? Oh yeah, exactly. Enjoyed it, fellas. I'm Thanks for that. I'm off for dinner. Good night. Enjoy. Talk soon. Bye bye.